Hey everyone, I'm Communications Director Jay Sokol. The College Station City Council recently approved an ordinance that allows food truck parks to operate in certain locations and under certain conditions inside the city limits. That sounds pretty cool if you're into that kind of outdoor social dining experience. I've done a little bit of it. In fact, I did some of that last weekend, but I'm not a thoroughly experienced food truck guy, so maybe this will encourage me to do some more of it. Point is, we're going to find out pretty soon just how successful mobile food truck parks can be right here. If there is such a thing as a food truck aficionado on the College Station City Council, it's definitely James Benham. He visits food truck parks all over the country, and he felt it was important enough to make that happen right here. James Benham is my guest on this edition of the podcast. He's the very first city council member to sit down with me here in Studio A. So here we go. Why does College Station need food truck parks? Food truck parks or food truck courts? What's the proper name for this? Uh, either one. I prefer food truck parks because they, they are recreational in nature, and I think that's a, a better descriptor of them. Uh, food truck parks are something that are really cultural icons in the cities that, that have them. They're, they're destinations. Uh, they're fun to go to. Um, it's an alternative way of, of eating out, something certainly people in Texas love to do. Uh, and and it, they also organize uh, food trucks into to groups. So if you want to have, uh, of course, one of my favorite things to do is have a progressive dinner. And if you want to have an appetizer from one place and an entree for another, dessert for another, then often you'll find that food trucks will congregate and, and uh, organize that so you can have a really fun, fun meal with your family. So it's just something else that's fun. I, I travel a lot, and so I've gotten to experience a lot of different cities with a lot of different food truck parks. And I've never had a bad time, and I said, you know, we really need to have something like this. And and uh, uh, one of the food truck owners, Derek uh, Barr here with um, uh, Lou's Barbecue, uh, came to me and said, hey, you know, really want to put one of these together, but it's not permitted right now. And so I said, well, let's let's do something about that. Tell me about some of your best experiences, because some have to stand out above others, right? So where are the ones that you really remember and really love to spend time? I mean, one of the food truck uh capitals of america is portland oregon and so that was probably one of my best times i i went to portland i, I landed at the airport i drove straight to downtown told the uh the, the driver to take me straight to the nearest food truck park um uh, that that was his favorite and i think there were probably 15 or 20 food trucks at this particular park and there were probably at least 120 130 people out eating at them at the time wow and so there were benches and places to sit down and places to eat. And, you know, the other aspect that I love about them and, and why it was so fun in Portland is the social nature of food truck parks. People tend to talk more, um, share tables together, or mm -hmm. you, you meet people you never would have met. And if you think about going to a restaurant, um, they're fantastic. And we have great restaurants here in town. But it's definitely not something you typically go to to meet other people unless you're going to the bar area. Whereas food, food truck parks tend to be a bit more social. So, um, you know, there's a lot of times we're going to want to eat out at a restaurant. My, my wife and my two girls and I are going to want to go to one of our great establishments that we have here in town. And there's other times that we want to we want to meet friends and uh, just you know gather around a picnic table and, and have a great experience. I mean, price wise, food trucks are also a great option because they tend to be less expensive. Yeah. And so you have a, a more affordable alternative to eating out um, for for some folks and. 
And so there, that, that was, that's really what struck me about the one in, in Portland is you had really affordable, really good food. And I think I met two or three people that I had never met before. And, uh, of course, you get to eat outside, too, which is really nice uh, when the weather's nice, of course. So do you see that Portland kind of set up and model working here, or do we have a completely different landscape that, that would encourage something different? No, we have different regulations than Portland does. The, the regulations we passed last night are going to definitely lend to a slightly different character of, of food truck uh, park than, than what exists in Portland or even Austin. Um, you know, Austin has quite a few of these, and again, they tend to be um, very hot spots for people to go and, and visit. Uh, I think that we're going to have our own take on it. Uh, certainly, we're going to have food truck parks here that are going to be largely oriented towards students, and we're going to have others going to be largely oriented towards the the permanent residents of, of College Station. And uh, I was even told last night that there's um, potential plans for, for one farther away from campus that was more targeted for the permanent residents. And then, of course, the obvious plans for a couple of food truck parks in the Northgate area uh, to service the now 58,000 students uh, that are around that, that area. Okay, so let's break this down. Tell me where you expect to see the first food truck park or two pop up and how is that going to look how's that going to operate yeah i think you're going to have one uh on northgate uh right around the uh, the parking lot the surface parking lot that we have uh, that will be established and will largely center around the social district's main operating hours we did allow for food truck parks to um to op stay open until 3 a.m which is pretty popular on on northgate and, and a traditional food truck by itself can't do that. And so I think you're going to see one immediately pop up there in, in the area of the surface parking lot, not on the surface parking lot, but nearby uh, that will operate to uh, serve uh, students as they, as they are students or non-students as they you know, come out of the, the bars at 2 a.m. and want a place to eat. Um, it'll be a nice, safe alternative to driving somewhere for them. Yeah. And so I think you'll see that first. I think... Um, the second place that you'll see um, a food truck park go in will be the Hurricane Harry's parking lot area um, right by the stack because the, there, there are some discussions in that area between the owner of that parking lot and a, a potential operator. Um, none of that's set in stone. And then thirdly, I think you'll see one in South College Station um, south, of, south of Rock Prairie Road in the next year. Now, you guys addressed short-term and long-term food truck parks the ones you just described would those all be categorized as short term or something different i think the, the the one over near harry's and the one in south college station would be long-term parks and the uh, parks on northgate would be either short term or long term um, and explain the a, difference in those yeah a short term a short term lot is intended to uh, allow someone to operate for a few days in a food truck park. And typically you'd have that be around a, an event or a specific happening. Um, if, the, if someone wanted to basically uh, pop up a food truck park uh, in somebody in a commercial parking lot, uh, it doesn't require as many improvements. Uh, it doesn't require as much permanency. Uh, but they do have to clear out in a certain period of time, whereas a long-term food truck park requires more of a sense of permanency and development and some platting as well and, and some more procedures through the city. So we wanted to allow for both types because when we have, as you know, we have very cyclical times in town, and oh, yeah. there are going to be times of the uh, times of the year when 
it's highly appropriate to have more food truck parks than than others. The, you know, the other really good benefit to organizing food trucks into, into groups, in particular in our social district, is that it makes it a lot easier to police the activity that goes on around those parks because you concentrate the activity. Okay. And that was a point that was brought up last night by our, our representative from the police department. Right. That um, That's one of the reasons they didn't want to allow individual food trucks to stay open beyond 2 a.m. because it just presents challenges and logistical challenges for them. Mm-hmm. And so this actually does assist us in, in congregating the activity, and of course, which makes it e- easier to, uh, and our police officers testified to this, makes it easier to police and make sure everybody stays safe. And we have some basic standards, even standards as of how far away from the road they can be. So they're not, so the lines aren't piling onto the people, the road where people are driving. And and so it really does help address some of the behavioral issues that we've seen uh, around food trucks Uh, in general. uh, Most people love these things. Um, I'm not the only one. I've gotten an enormous amount of feedback um, on this, Uh, but it, as always in the city, we're responsible for providing a safe way to conduct commerce. And uh, I think that this really struck a nice balance on short-term and long-term. I know city staff did a lot of good, hard work and research in putting together an ordinance for you guys to consider. And you spent a lot of time uh, trying to finesse it and and nuance it into something that made sense. Uh, And one of the areas where you guys kind of bogged down for a while was about restrooms. Yeah. Okay, so talk to me about uh, where we ended up, and was that a a fair solution, do you think, in terms of restroom requirements? You know, and this is the end of my first term. That This is the, the last month of my first term, and so I've been on three years. And one thing I've, I've definitely learned, when you're exploring new concepts, um, it's typically preferable to go a little lighter on regulation than heavier mm-hmm. uh, because you can always come back and revisit it later and 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 tweak it and add some more but if you go too heavy on regulations on specific concepts a lot of times it never gives them a chance to take off right and that's certainly the case here where the bathrooms that were going to be required were very expensive portable bathrooms you know flushing portable bathrooms we're talking about tens of thousands of dollars and the amount of money that a food truck park can charge in ground leases to their trucks and actually be financially feasible is really not that much. So you're, you're in a pretty narrow margin business in the, the park business because someone has to lease the ground or buy the ground from somebody else, improve it, and then sublease it to trucks. Mm-hmm. So you, there, there's not a lot of spread there. And if you require a $40,000 um, bathroom vehicle that, again, has requires even more maintenance, it can really be a deal killer. And the, and the last thing I wanted to see was um, the, the concept not even have a chance to take off. Also, if I hadn't had so much experience visiting food truck parks mm-hmm. and been, I've been to dozens that don't even have restroom facilities because the average stay at food trucks parks is far less than the average stay at a restaurant. You're All talking right. about 15 minutes, maybe 20 minutes. It's a, this is not the same type of experience. And even yesterday, uh, I was down in Austin before our council meeting and actually went to a food truck park. I thought it would be good to go to one on the day of the vote. Sure. And uh, they they had a, a, a single porta potty there at the food truck. And I, I even asked the people that were there, does anybody ever use that? And they said, no, not really. It's just generally for staff. And, uh, and you know, Austin doesn't require the the uh, – Food, you know, food, the, the portable bathrooms at Flush with you know these very expensive right, sure. things, and so um, it, it's not just Austin. I mean, it's, it's a, it was a pretty abnormal requirement to go th- that 
to that extent uh, for a food truck park. And so that's why we did change the bathroom requirements, mainly because we want to see the concept take off. If we see a problem with sanitation, then obviously we can come back and address it later. Yeah. But I, uh, just from personal experience, I, I'd be really surprised if there was one. You think the uh, creation of uh, or the, the passing of this ordinance that allows the, the food truck courts um, is going to encourage more of these uh, mobile food vendors to yes. come to town? Absolutely. Because right now, I don't even know how many we have. About or, 10. Okay. So you think it'll increase the number? Absolutely. That's good. Yeah, I mean, we're talking about more options to eat for our citizens, um, and we're talking about congregating in specific areas. Um, that, and, and again, remember these these trucks. Um, you know, we do check on them and make sure they pay their sales taxes. So they do collect and pay sales taxes. They have to pay ad valorem on the on the trucks themselves, and and so you know, there's always that argument and the concern that, well, do they pay the same taxes as everybody else? And the answer is yes, and we're going to make sure they do. And uh, we're gonna we're gonna make sure that as we increase the number of these in town, and, and we're not gonna increase it. What we're doing is providing an instrument for the free market to to operate, right? If we didn't regulate this at all, right. it wouldn't be an issue. But we regulated our regulations didn't permit for this type of commercial activity. So we created a what we believe is a safe framework for capitalism to to operate. Now here's a question for you. Mm-hmm. Let's say that uh, food truck A. Uh, is actually based out of Bryan. That is their mailing address and yeah. where they operate from. But they are participating in a yeah. uh, food truck park here in College Station. Sure. Sales taxes they have go two to Bryan or go to College Station. How would that work? Depends on where the sales are, right? They have. Is they it have, point of sale? Yeah, they have. Yes, if it, if they sell it in College Station, they have to collect and pay sales tax in College Station. And we we've actually corrected a, um, some instances where. That was that was taking place, and you know, all they do with the uh, comptroller's office is, is open a second location in that city, so they can collect and pay taxes in that city. Okay. And we have a pretty easy ability to audit that. They have to come and do a checkup with us once a year, anyway, mm-hmm. uh, for their license, and we can check and make sure that they're actually filing and paying sales taxes in the city of College Station. Okay. So, in James Benham's world, what does the food truck? landscape look like in College Station, say, five years down the road or ten years down the road? Oh, I, I hesitate to articulate for fear that I may deviate from the <laughs> true course of rectitude on that one, uh, to use my old fish uh, fish phrase in the core. Uh, I, I'd i like to see us have two or three of these. I think they're, they'd be fun for everybody to go out to. And when I talk to my employees and my prospective employees and when I talk to people who look at staying in College Station, uh, you know, there's one thing that they say when they're really talking about whether they should stay or leave this town is the, uh, you know, the cultural items that we have for them to enjoy outside of work. And I think this is one of those that makes life just a little bit better, makes life just a little bit more fun. Uh, it also enables the free market to operate more efficiently. And uh, so I I'd like to see two or three of the two or three of these, but there could be more. It really depends on obviously sales, right? right? If the citizens of College Station respond well to this model, I think we'll see more of them. And if they don't respond well to the model, I think we'll see less. And that you know, the the fact is that we're giving the model a chance to even even be tried here. And uh, I think it'll be interesting to to watch. Uh, I certainly will be eating there, um, and and uh, we'll hope hope to hope to see a lot of my friends there. Do we do okay? Yeah. All right, good. Thanks. Play six city councilman James Benham, ladies and gentlemen. 
And I hope he's right. The food truck parks seem like a cool addition to our cultural infrastructure. That's what he calls it. A reminder to keep up with the City of College Station's information and happenings on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, and on our blog. All of those are linked from cstx.gov. Got it? I'm Jay Sokol. Thanks for listening.